Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Be a man. Experience! More is always better. That's why my bookie instantly doubles all first time deposits. With double the funds, you can double your action and more importantly, double your wins. Getting in on the action has never been easier. I can bet with all my currencies, including crypto, and with all that extra scratch, why not get in on the biggest matchup of the week at my bookie? As we inch closer to the NFL playoffs, there are some pivotal games to be on the lookout for. Behind MVP candidate Matt Stafford, the Rams are looking to continue rolling. Don't wait. Head to MyBookie today and redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get into the game and start winning now. Use my promo code BEAMAN to receive double your first deposit instantly. That's promo code BEAMAN so you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Be a man. Experience! Are you with me? Be a man? Yeah. <laughs> you ready to preach? Preacher? Yep. What's the best way to listen to the music? Vinyl only. Never go to a concert without weed. <laughs> All right. It's not a world of men. I want you to be a man. You could just be a man in this one moment. I gotta be a man. Be a man. It's be a man time. Be a man. Be a man. Be a man. Am I supposed to be a man? Be a man. Be a man. Be a man. Be a man. You can act like a man. Be a man. I was going to shit on the side of the road today on some parking lot. I felt that fucking panic. It hit me on uh, Route 3 coming down. So I looked in the car. It was wax paper. I'll wipe myself ass with anything, but not, but not wax paper. You it's not going to do anything. You can't do it. I succumbed to going into a Barnes & Noble restaurant. Oh. I practically bowled over an old man who was doing that old man walk. He was going into the men's room. I go, if he goes to that fucking yeah, stall, get I'm literally going to fucking grab him by the nape of the neck. <laughs> which uh, which Barnes & Noble? In Burlington. Oh, yeah. It's a good place. Yeah, it's a good, good crossover. Yeah. Good place to take a shit. Yeah. Well, my and then I stole a magazine. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. I haven't stolen a magazine in a long time, but I used to always go there and steal them and more, but I quit stealing for the most part. I mean, who the fuck buys magazines? No shit. They're thin. They're not what they used to be. No, I know it. It was the guy on the cover. It was about music. And, yeah, uh, remember, it, like, music magazines. Huge. That yeah. was a huge fucking thing. You would sit there and you would read about something that you could listen to. Yeah, Billboard <laughs> charts, right? Oh, used yeah. to come on every week. Billboard charts, Mojo magazine, magazine yeah. tremendous. So there was an artist on the cover of the magazine that I absconded with. <laughs> Nick, Nick Cave was on there. Ah, love and I'm Nick a fucking Cave. Nick Cave fan. Oh, oh he's great. And him. I picked it up and I fucking moseyed on out the door. What was your favorite band growing up? Well, you know, we had phases, of course, like the Beatles, like the Rolling Stones. Obviously, loved the Who, loved yeah. Led Zeppelin. Ah. Eagles, Almond Brothers. We went through phases. You know right. what I mean? You couldn't stop listening to the album. Then you get yeah. the next one and you like that. You know? mm-hmm. How about you? Me and my buddies went through a long phase with Southern Rock. So it was like the Outlaws, Marshall Tucker, Charlie Daniels, Love it. Ah. Almond Brothers. You know, all those guys. Of course, Tonzo, the younger guy, just because of where I grew up in like my surroundings, I was a rap guy. I was the rap guy coming up, and I'm sure that as like 
old school rock guys. What do you, what do you guys think of that? I mean, mm, rap I'll, is I'll, crap. No, I, I, some 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 was okay. Yeah. Well, some, well, some obviously right. the rap that I was listening to coming up is totally different than well, the bullshit like, that, that's was, coming yeah, out now. Yeah, I was going to say that was like real shit back then. You know, like NWA and yeah. even Curtis Blow and yeah. the Fat Boys. I fucking love the Fat Boys. Yeah, the, the Fat <laughs> Boys are good. I, 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 when I when that, that first came out, I remember when I was in college, guys would be carrying the boomboxes around their shoulders. The boomboxes were like, you know, four feet long. Right? right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it's, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because it's very similar to like the rock and roll come up when you guys were coming up, mm-hmm. that it was such like a new and exciting thing that everybody was fucking all into it. You yeah. Know? See, I missed a cutoff age-wise when rap came along. Yeah. There was some of it I could like, sort of, here and there, but overall, that wasn't in my fucking wheelhouse. Yeah. To this day, I mean... Yeah, a little bit here and there. I can like it, but I'm not a I'm not a big fan of rap. Did you like Vanilla Ice? Uh, unfortunately, I did. It was <laughs> hard not it was hard not to like that song when it came yeah, out. Exactly. It was catchy. It was yeah. likable. Oh well, I mean, right? it's it's yeah. it's a sample from Under Pressure, which is right. one of the greatest songs ever written. It's fucking that's like, very smart because that's David Bowie, right? Seeps into yeah. your consciousness. Every people were familiar with that riff. That you know what I mean? I used to make. Greatest hit tapes on the cassettes, right. the little cassettes. Oh, yeah. Take me hours. Yep. I used to make it just to bring to the beach on Sunday mm-hmm. and work on it all week to debut it. <laughs> and I'd go to the beach and I'd blast it so everybody around me could hear it. And I'd like look like look around like I wrote the music. Yeah. Like, I, I want a credit from people going, huh? Huh? Is this a fucking mix or what? Ah, uh, and that Am was I- like <laughs> that's something this generation will never know. No, no. it's all earpods. It's all right? solo. Yeah, it's all making playlists on Spotify yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, I used to crazy. do the same thing. I was I was <laughs> totally into making the mix. Right. Days. Yeah, I got a, I still got a bunch, from, and they still work. They're on cassette. I mean, beautiful. Yeah. I had people stop by the blanket to compliment yeah. me. Yeah. They go, wow, what the fuck? And I go, <laughs> you know, I made this over the fucking how, week. How about having the Sony Walkman? Yeah. Uh, with, with the cassette tape I, in there. That was like big technology. Uh, one of my one of my favorite images is that scene in White Men Can't Jump at the end with Rosie Perez on the rollerblades, and she has that yellow Sony Sports Walkman, mm. and she's fucking oh my god, she was so smoking hot. That's just like when such an iconic she? thing. Oh. I love her. You know what's a great line? Speaking of mobile little music devices of the era, when Phil Leotardo says in The Sopranos, <laughs> I'll stick that disc man up your box. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the Sony disc man. You don't yeah. hear that every day. Yeah, the disc man. <laughs> that was after the Walkman because you can yep, put a disc right. in there. Right. Well, there was, of, of course, there was the mixtapes that you make for parties and stuff like that, so you had a good mix. But then there was also something that I used to do that I was notorious for was making the mixtapes for the broads. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I did that. Say you know you're going to shack up, right? Yeah. You want to set the mood. You fucking <laughs> so you press the Shacking button, up. play. All of a sudden, these fucking songs come up. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> it works. Oh, yeah, I used to do the whole thing, and that was like, I mean, anybody that remembers using tape players back in the day, you had the dual cassette deck, and you would do what is referred to as the pause play. Right. Mm -hmm. So you would record the track, and then you would hit pause on it, and you would switch the tape on the other deck, and then you would keep the mix moving and stuff. Doing that, I would have a microphone. Oh, Jenny. 
I think you're really going to love this song. <laughs> I think Snow Informer is fantastic, just like you. <laughs> My own cock radio show. Hey, Fucking Casey Kasem of cocks. Yeah, I used to label a music to hang yourself by. <laughs> that was for broad mu- music to moisten up. <laughs> Different titles I came up with. I was very clever with them. One of my favorites was called Love Me, Don't Leave Me with Boner. <laughs> right. That would, that would be like the moisten music, and it would be like, we can't walk away from this beautiful music. There was nothing better than when you have to fi- finish the deed with the woman, you're laying on the bed, her head's on her che- your chest. <laughs> she looks up and she says, no one makes a fucking mixtape like you. <laughs> That's the ultimate compliment, right? Uh, I never got it. Yeah. I, I always wanted it. Nothing you know? about the porking. It's all about the fucking mix. <laughs> what did you think of the transition between track seven and track eight? <laughs> That's exactly right. I go, stop, stop. Listen, listen right here. You see the way I did that, huh? <laughs> it sounds like a real DJ. <laughs> no gap. No gap. Yeah, no gap at all. None whatsoever. If you had a gap, you were a fucking oh, schmuck. Look, I'd go back and toil in the fucking studio for another month. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the old days with tape recorders, if I didn't have that technology, I wouldn't have became like a type of person that wanted to be an entertainer. You know what I mean? Like I made stupid tapes with my cousin we called The Silly Show, and we'd be doing voices and stuff like that. I remember we'd record those tapes, and I'd listen to them for fucking five months at a time and be like, all right, how do I, you know, let's make another one, let's make it better, and let's improve. And being able to hear yourself and hear all your flaws and stuff like that. I love when you uh, do the Christmas parties at the Italian club. Oh, yeah. DJ down there. Yeah. All, just, all these funky Christmas yeah. songs that come nice. out. Nice. Yeah. I, I try not to play, you know, I'm not going to sit there and smack in the side of the head with a bag of oranges like Bing Crosby. Yeah, that's you all. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play like a bunch of weirdo songs. Yeah, you're not going to go fucking yeah. Blue Christmas Elvis, yeah. Happy Christmas John Lennon. Yeah. Uh, Mariah Mar- Carey. You know, see, I'm, have, have something from Nirvana's Greatest Christmas. That's not bad. Like that, I've you know? turned on Christmas music. I don't like it one bit. I only like one Christmas album, Johnny Mathis. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. He's not the great, you know, Frank's the king, these guys, mm-hmm. Dean, whatever you want to call it, the number one singer of all time. I love Corey. Johnny Mathis. Yeah, Johnny no, Mathis, and his other stuff is good, too, but his Christmas album is the best. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Holiday music and how bad most of it is and then how forced it is. Well, let's, let's call it what it is. It's not holiday music. It's Christmas music. It is Christmas. Right. Thank right. you, man. I feel like a fucking cuck piece of shit for saying <laughs> holiday music. <laughs> See? You young bucks. You don't know? Yeah, no shit. Yeah. The, I'm so close to the cusp where it's like I no, start no. taking the thing in. I'm not a fan of any kind of holiday music or any theme music like that. Oh, I used yeah. to be, but that's a thing that's gone by the wayside for me. I don't like it. And yeah, it's like, was... it's definitely a meme nowadays. Like... The fucking Mariah Carey Christmas song. Yeah, it no, just will it's... not die. It I, did, is I didn't everywhere. mind it the first 500,000 times I heard it, but now it kind of gets to me. It has yeah. to have been, the, the, like, it has to be the most played song of all times. Yeah, I feel definitely. like I've probably heard that song at least 100,000 times. Mm-hmm. And it came out in, like, fucking 95. I, a couple of stations, local stations, probably be switching over to Christmas oh, yeah, music well, now soon, yeah. right? That's all they play all day long. Yeah. I guess. I don't even listen to the radio anymore. I drive around in miserable silence in my car like this. <laughs> the big difference is uh, years and years ago, songs that were played on the radio were songs that were just good songs. 
They were songs that like that everybody had access to, mm-hmm. and it was almost like everybody knows that this is a good song. This is the good song. There was a different rites of passage. Now music is so different where anybody, any asshole can spend $300 on gear and they can do a SoundCloud page and they can put their music out to the world. (laughs) And the music game is so oversaturated. They muddy the waters badly. Keith Richards in his book says when they try to make their first album to get that money together, to go to a studio, to have the guy record it, to break their fucking balls and pray for a miracle to get it out there. When any boob, like you were saying, go in his fucking basement and be global. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fucking muddying the waters. Mm. It you is. It's, I mean? it's made it horrible. And like I said, you can go and you can spend a grand at Guitar Center and have a, a recording setup that's essentially better than shit that the Beatles recorded on. Although me you and being a man are going to do a fucking duet soon. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> Christmas song? I'll, I'll scare people when I sing. John, Johnny's got a, John's got a great voice. He we'll does do, have a good voice. You know, we'll do, we'll do that talk sing type shit. You know what I mean? Like a uh, little Bob Dylan. I would talk and sing. You know? Eat Leonard yeah. Cohen. Perfect. Yeah. Nick yeah. K. We don't have to really go for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, music's come a long way from a boombox to fucking the little things you put in your ear, the ear pods, right? But it's so niche. Like you yeah, said, yeah, crazy. see, well, I was a BCN guy rock and roll radio oh, yeah. back in the day my uh, era those djs to us were like college yeah. professors yeah. they taught you and exposed you say well if he charles laquadera or whoever dj likes this mm-hmm. it must be good and they fed you yeah listen and it worked that's yeah. how you learned about it that's all there was right there was no internet there was nothing i feel like that's how you learned about everything they right. were telling you the bars to go to right they were telling you the concerts that were coming in oh, yeah. they were telling you like like everything in life that you needed to know that was the vital information, and it seems like now, like as soon as the you know the music stops, people would turn down the volume and what? stuff. I would listen to every aspect of every radio show because the information was so valuable. You know, yeah. We used to have a little manual tape recorder, and I have the radio on. And if a song like I like came on, I fucking run next to it in the I, tape recorder, yeah. record it off the transistor <laughs> radio. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I made tapes that way. Back yeah, I would day. make mixtapes off of uh, the, off of the radio all the time. Yeah, see with the music, right? Nowadays, your finger is on the trigger to get rid of it if you don't like it. So, say you listen 10, 20, 30 seconds, we're all guilty of it. Even the songs you, oh, I love that song, then you change it ten seconds later. You go, I thought you just said you loved it because you're right there. Boom. We had to old school go put the needle on the record. Yeah, right. Yeah. Then walk back ten feet, sit on the couch, stare stupidly at the wall, look at the album cover, <laughs> read the album cover, maybe roll some bones on it. The seeds used to roll down the album cover, so you knew both sides of that album. You knew obscure track, yeah. you know, track three, third side. I mean, who the fuck knows? Yeah, right. You know, you knew the whole thing because you listened to the whole thing. And you would be a lot more tolerant of a shitty album. When you actually, when you paid fifteen dollars for it, you'd you'd buy something that had fifteen tracks. You didn't hear a single song, mm-hmm. and you would just develop like the the opinion and the passion that people have for all these oddball albums and stuff. That shit's gone nowadays because, like you said, everybody has their finger on the fucking pulse. Mm-hmm. Oh, the first five seconds, I don't like this song. Boom, you know. But maybe fifteen seconds in, it changes into something else, and you'd love the fucking song, but you're not going to listen to it because. No Nobody has any fucking patience because nah, of digital that's what, technology. That's what fast forward is for. I yeah. do. But, I, you know, I'm a big uh, Shazam guy. You Shazam? Yeah, yeah. 
I think Shazam's like the best thing in the history of the world. You know what I use uh, Shazam for a lot is uh, for like watching TV shows and I'll hear a song in the yeah. background and I'll be like, oh, that's a great song. What the fuck is yeah. that? And if I'm at the gym, right I use it a lot. Show. It's a gym. That's where you hear the great music now on TV yeah. and uh, movies, TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're most for the most part obscure bands. Go, this fucking song is great. Yeah. That's the rites of passage. You yeah. know, it's like it's on a TV show or it's mm-hmm. on a web series or something like that, where before it would have to be something that was played yeah. on the radio. Do you guys remember there was Magic FM and of course 106.7, very romantic station. 106.7 Magic. Yeah, I didn't do FM. that, never. Very ever. romantic. Knew it. Tonight we're gonna play a sultry song yeah, from Aerosmith song. dedicated to somebody's sweetheart yeah. you know and there was right. and you would mood. call in and you would make a request and then you would have some sort of heartfelt message mm-hmm. i know so many people that got asked because of magic <laughs> <laughs> there was no phone music no computer music no you had to hear it on the radio yeah. or buy the album buy the and that's album. the way it was so we all kind of like shared it and now like you listen to this on your headphones you listen to that on your oh, headphones it's crazy. I can't blow anybody away at the beach with my mixtape. (laughs) (laughs) Support for the Be A Man Experience is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer of 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Be a Man at Manscaped.com. Be a man. Experience! <laughs> My old man used to buy soundtrack albums. You know, like say like Spartacus, for example. I remember as a kid, a vivid memory. I went to the music hall mm-hmm. in movie theater in Boston, which has now been a million wang center or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we saw Spartacus, and in the lobby, they had like a display. It was selling the album, and it was a glossy red, beautiful album with pit, like book like book pages, several oh, pages, wow. and then the record itself. It was like a substantial purchase. It was great. Wow. And, and it, was, it was soundtrack music. Well, who, who buys that anymore? It's a, it's not original, soundtrack- original music. Not not only soundtrack music, but just media. Nobody I, purchases media. Everybody no. just gets it streamed to their device, mm-hmm. and they call it a fucking day. But, like, there's so many people I know, and they live their life like they own a fucking used music store. Oh. Like, they just have walls of CDs, of albums, of VHSs, mm-hmm. of DVDs and laser discs, and all this physical media that, like, people have totally ignored now, you know? Yeah. Sad. Because you don't really get to know, you got to hold it in your hand. That's why if you go to like Barnes and Noble, for example, a place I'm known to frequent for many reasons, they sell vinyl record albums. A lot of them, new ones of new ones. There, if you go there like intermittently, you'll notice that there's more vinyl. Yeah, because that's yeah, that's making a comeback. That's like a a chic thing to do for some of the young kids. Like you're cool, you have an album. You're fucking Jethro Tull. <laughs> no, but that's the thing is that it's not <laughs> Jethro Tull. It's like Green Day American Idiot on vinyl. Like, blow that out, you fucking twat. Like, <laughs> I, I remember, back, it's, of course, like Pink Floyd, like it's albums that you would take a fucking journey with. You would listen to the shit. music. Yeah. You'd get stoned. You'd sit in a room full of a bunch of other you dudes, see the, you see the and movie? nobody would say a fucking word. Tremendous. 
Nobody would talk. You would just sit in a room and listen to fucking music. It's a could lost you imagine? Could you imagine doing that now? Sir right. Roger Waters fucking front row. That was my last big concert. Front row. <laughs> I bought them on eBay that very, very, very day. Hmm. Four tickets. When I, ten years, whatever. It was, ten, eight, ten years ago. Last concert I was at. Only way to go. Last concert I was at it was at the Wilbur. We did it. <laughs> ah, that was a huge hit. It's still reverberating around the country. We used to have all the little hoodsies. Like, uh, we used to go to a lot of concerts down the Cape Cod Coliseum. Yeah. Always because I was tall. Me and a couple of my buddies used to get the bras and let them sit on our fucking shoulders the whole time. That's the ones you see in those old tapes that take their tits out. Oh, yeah. And sit on the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> back in the good days, back when weed was grass, you know, okay. you're not gonna see that anymore. Uh-uh. That, that had to have ended uh, in like Woodstock '99, right? That had to, oh, that had to be where the cutoff was. Big disaster, crazy. The dream is over. <laughs> Everybody sucks. Go home, right? Huh. You guys remember the first uh, concert that you went to? Yeah. I was 12 years old. I went to see Aerosmith at the Garden. 45 years later at the Garden, they sounded the same. Boston Garden was fucking awesome. Oh, we used was. to smuggle so much contraband in there. <laughs> the place reeked of weed. We, you know those hippie rawhide wine pouches? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the fucking rope. We, we'd <laughs> the fucking have those. Camelback. All kind of fucking gear, bones, pills. Yeah. Blast. <laughs> I remember seeing the Allman Brothers and Leonard Skinner talk about a fucking oh, yes. twin bill, Kings of Southern yeah, Rock. Yeah. The Van Zant stumbling around the stage, yep. drunk, spitting maniacally into the mm-hmm. crowd, spitting <laughs> fucking drunk as a bastard. You know what I mean? ZZ Top is another thing I, did, I didn't mention. Southern no, no, no. I've seen Skinned after. You right. know, I saw them about seven or eight years ago. Up at With the brother? Yeah. The brother and his players? He was from 38 Special, right? Yeah, He's yeah, the lead yeah, singer yeah. from 38 right, Special. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. You can't tell. Matter of fact, fuck Z- it. Same ZZ thing. Top was horrible. <laughs> When I, yeah, top, I mean, yeah. I saw them when I was younger. They were great. Then I saw them like seven or eight years ago over there in uh, Great Woods, and it sucked. They sucked. I would say one of my pivotal concerts, Rolling Stones in their formative heyday, if you mm. will. I right? saw them a bunch of times, and they get your Yaya's tour out. It was fucking <laughs> tremendous. Yeah. That's when he wore like the, the top hat with the red, white, and blue sort of uh, mm-hmm. American thing on. That stands out because not just for the performance and the whole thing, but the guys you were with, the whole session. Yeah, of course. I lied. The whole group, the whole fucking thing, right? I remember one of my friend's older brothers went, and he was like like a company man. So we were hippies. We bought shit in Harvard Square. They They sold hippie clothes in Harvard Square. We bought them. We looked down the row like this here, and there's my friend's brother with a white turtleneck and a fucking plaid sport jacket and a fucking square haircut going... <laughs> I still can picture that. That's why it's very debonair. <laughs> I lied about my first concert, by the way. It was um, when I was, I don't know, four or five years old. The Rolling Stones were at the City Yard. They did an impromptu. Oh, yeah. In East Boston? Yeah. They did an impromptu concert down there. My my uncle took me because I only lived a couple of blocks from there, put me on his shoulders, and I sat there and watched them. I mean, I, I nice. barely remember it, but that was my first one. Can you imagine they're still going too? Yeah, I saw them uh, like 15 years ago. They were unbelievable. <laughs> it's weird. It's I mean, still good. 15 years ago they were old, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like 65, now they're God, like 80. I saw Jagger to a picture of him on, online. They're in Atlanta. They're going to play in Atlanta. He's out touring museums and sightseeing. And yeah. I said, God, I'm so, look at the, I mean, all that yeah, life Is he 80? Uh, Close to 70, 80. Yeah. I go, I'm so miserable. I haven't been to a He's fucking museum. He's in great museum shape. He's jumping around on stage. Oh, and unbelievable. I remember the Beatles flew in. Remember they flew in, played Suffolk Downs? Yes. I remember it was just the whole day square was gridlock. It was like excitement through the city. 
was like crazy just looking out i was in a uh, triple decker i was a little guy but looking out the window just like you could there was traffic everywhere wow. excitement it was crazy time crazy day it's too bad the beatles didn't get to perform under semi-normal circumstances because the, the the mania was so tremendous yeah they put the kibosh on their live career it had to if you hear those screaming little oh, things yeah. right. sound quality all yeah. it was horrible but when they did the legendary uh, rooftop concert which is yes. impeccable shows how great they are mm. with minimal sort of production a plus fucking performance songs a whole bit too bad we couldn't have got more of that no i know it. you know what i mean before they yeah. stopped they stopped touring you know what i mean nine times out of ten when you see somebody live they're not as good as the song as yeah. just listening to the song on an album mm-hmm. but when you have that person that's in that other percentile that just brings the showmanship and just brings the energy i think listening to live albums is like one of the hardest things ever to do you know yeah. people will say oh you have to listen to the beatles at bbc someone's there's something to be said though for actually being there and witnessing it yeah. that it doesn't it's- matter how good the actual performance was being there and being a part of it is the, what the, makes sto- it so the special. stones and aerosmith unbelievable in concerts like just yeah. like they sound on the, the album Leon Russell, who had some great moments in his career as a side man, a session man, a writer, as a performer too, right? But his body of, I mean, I liked him, but you know, not love him. I like his persona and his look more than, say, his total body of work, although I think he had some great, great moments. Yeah. But we used to tease each other. He had a three-disc live album. So you keep this up. I'm going to make you fucking listen to Leon live. All of it. Every fucking painful minute. You ain't moving. You get Billy Joel doing the same fucking show at Fenway every Uh, fucking year, doing the same fucking set list, seeing the same bands at the same places. I saw Alvin Lee from 10 years after live. Fucking Boston Guard shredding fucking guitar solos. (laughs) Shit's over, man. It was unbelievable. I was at the uh, Eagles concert getting a big blowout when a broad took off on her. (laughs) (laughs) You left her there? No, well, during the concert. My my one of my brothers was there, so I ended up finding out where he was. I don't like going to concerts with women. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's terrible. Not, as, a, as a date setup, I think I went once or twice. It's not fun. No, it's not. You know what I mean? It's, it's not. not. And nine times out of ten, if you're going to a concert with a broad, it's not somebody that you like. <laughs> I won't go. I'm because one way. Because if I'm gonna go and see somebody I like, I'm gonna go it. go and see it with my fucking right. boys. You mm-hmm. know, like that's what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've I've had some terrible fucking concert experiences with broads. But every time you go with the boys, it's a fucking you know open table. It's an oh, you're pregame and heavy. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, you're, yeah. you're really yeah. in the zone. You're making mm-hmm. a big event out of it with the broad. It's not like that. No. no. What are you gonna say? Let's meet two hours early and get fucking wasted. Unless you go with like yeah. a bunch. Sometimes, like I've been in situations with a bunch of guys, a bunch of girls. Yeah, the broads sit with the broads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Chili's and get one dollar Long oh, Island yes. iced teas oh, before we nah. go to the show. Oh, Fuck that. No, no, no. When I saw Iron Maiden, we rented two limo buses. We had fucking shrimp cocktail. We fucking did it up like absolute all stars. <laughs> like it was a fucking A list event. Hey. And fucking like that's that's how you gotta do it. You can't do it like a bunch of assholes. Were you ever in a band? No. I was in the band uh, a little bit. Oh, uh, what was the name? But I, it was uh Cerebus, which was uh, like a devil nice, angel nice hell name. thing or whatever. And I remember I couldn't Sounds handle like some it. Deep like prog rock. Well, it was like prog rocky, but we really did covers. 
Okay. But I didn't last long. It was one of them weird bands with dual lead singers. Uh. That's a bad look. You know what I mean? One guy not playing nothing. The other guy not playing. Anyway, I had a few numbers to sing, and I did one or two shows, but I had to really get fortified with booze. Because I just got, was afraid. <laughs> yeah, loosen you up. And I'll never forget the uh, the third and final time I never made it to the stage. <laughs> my own little fucking Jim Morrison moment. Like, I remember them trying to revive me. And I, you know, they go, he's, he's drunk. He fell down the steps. He's not coming out. That was the end of my singing and rock career. Sadly. <laughs> uh, what do you think is our worst artist ever? Barry Manilow. <laughs> he wrote the song. How about something like Steve Miliband? I'm a joker. Yeah. I'm a, I mean, okay, yeah. it's got a little quirkiness to it, but then you really sit back and hear it nowadays. You go, what a sucky song this Abra- is. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Get some yeah. real shit yeah. songs. Yeah, a couple guy. of good ones, but most of them. A couple of good, yeah, exactly. You like the this. toss up. And I, I used to say, I go, if I fucking knew this is all you had to do, maybe I would have tried to be a fucking musician a little better than I did. Yeah, right. Yeah, no shit. I'm a joker. Look. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight poker. Yeah. The fuck? I could write that. Yeah, exactly. Look at fucking Jimmy Buffett with his fucking Margarita Island drunken ass. Yeah, I don't feel Jimmy Buffett. He's fucking horrible. He's one of the worst songwriters ever. And fucking, he's revered as a fucking genius. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand Because everyone's it. fucking drinking. It's the lifestyle. They want to wear How about fucking- Jimmy fucking Hendrix? Jink- Talking Come about Jimmy Plus, right? too bad. Right? I know it. <laughs> fucking legendary. Purple Haze. Oh, fucking guitar god. Still oh god. the king. And it's like those those were guys those were guys that were the front men. They were fucking they brought some pizzazz. They were good singers. They were fucking they also played guitar. They wrote the song. That style. Pop nowadays. These songs are written by 40, 50 people. <laughs> like wow. it's not one guy in his fucking basement that came up with the song and had this whole vision. It's a bunch it's it's like a team. It's like the scientific approach to music. It's like we'll bring in all these fucking all stars and these heavy hitters and we'll create the song instead of it just happening we've decided really on the break we're gonna do a country album yes. live live instrumentation i'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna talk the words though because yeah, i'll I'm, scare people if i sing and i'm gonna play the fucking banjo okay this this is shaping up <laughs> actually this sounds great if be a man kind of did almost like the johnny cash, johnny cash style yeah. you know you know big bad john yeah big bad john so yeah. i've already been working on it he went six foot four and he ate two forty five, and nobody give no lip to be a man. <laughs> be a man, be yeah, a man, be a man, <laughs> be a man. There you go. Right, that's how we're yeah. gonna do it. <laughs> we'll just bastardize the fucking words that some of the other guy wrote, and we'll take them for ourselves. <laughs> How would you compare the music that you guys listen to in comparison to the music that kids are growing up with now? Well, I mean, I was in my alma mater a couple of weeks ago, and a lot of the songs the kids were listening to were songs that we listened to up there. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, really? Listen, yeah. They yeah. Listened to that gives old me rock hope and for roll. the future. Because I was at a couple of parties. They had the music blasting outside. You know, we used to have big speakers back in the day yep. to get these little things that right. like this big, like a fucking domino. No wires. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking blasting Connected out. to your phone. Yeah. But they, you know, um, they were listening to a lot of the classic no, rock no. up there, which was pretty good. Yeah, my 31-year-old uh, son is a musician. He loves classic rock. That's what he, you know, he yeah. heard me play it. That's what he likes. Right. And he's exposed to all of it, but that's he knows that music was better then. My 11-year-old son, he goes, rock and roll. Ah, that's terrible. I go, what? <laughs> a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people say rock is dead. 
Yeah, it's you know, hardcore rock. And not not a Westfield State. Rock and roll is not dead. Good rap is not dead. Good music is not dead. But again, the delivery system that we get it is totally different. We used to just be able to turn on Casey Kasem and he had the best songs ever. You know, and now it's a different time. If you want to fucking find those, that music, it's out there, but you got to look for it because there's no really rites of passage. Nobody's now. feeding you the fucking yeah. exposure. You're not music. getting the drip. That's you're not getting it. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed the Be a man. Experience. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.